0: Hey guys, welcome back to Life in Leadership. This is episode one, Failure is Not Final. Uh, in this episode, we're gonna talk about uh, several things uh, about our failures and how to learn from them and that they are not final. Uh, we gotta wake up each day and talk about uh, the failures and debrief on them and learn from them. And then we gotta put one foot and four uh in front of the other and so uh that's how we succeed we learn we debrief and we know that those failures uh, are not the end all be all we're going to talk about doing this through uh uh owning uh your mistakes through discipline and through consistency and that that's really the only ways to uh, Move forward and be successful and make that positive uh, change in your life and uh, to lead yourself. So we're going to talk about uh, what leadership looks like. And, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you now leadership starts with leading yourself you have to lead you you have to focus on you you have to focus on your health you got to help focus on your nutrition and then you can make impacts uh, and and have successes in your life from there and we're going to talk about uh, my journey today and how it started and uh, just a little bit about me so you can you can see um why I'm talking about some of the things that, um, I'm talking about. And so, uh, years ago, I went to the police Academy. Uh, my, my grandfather was a police officer here where I grew up and, and I looked up to him. Uh, so I went to the police Academy and, uh, I was an underdog going in. I was, I'm, I'm not very tall. You know, I'm, I'm not in the best of shape And so I go into the police academy, you know, scared to death, didn't know what, what was going on, but uh, got in there and I loved it. I knew this was for me. I knew law enforcement was going to be my thing. And so I got halfway through the academy and uh, on a long weekend, it was a holiday weekend. We got an extra day off. I had had a lot of pain in my foot the week prior and ended up having an infection, a bad infection in my foot, and they had to cut a hole in it. And so um, that weekend, I ended up having surgery, and uh, I called the director and I said, hey, here's what's going on. Um, He said, well, you have a couple options. If you miss uh, three days, you're out. You have to quit and restart. (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to do that. That was not an option for me. I had I had started the academy and I was going to finish the academy. And that was just the mindset I had because it was, it was something that I, uh, loved. And so, uh, I made it through a couple days and then, uh, it was time to, um, get back on my feet. You know, I was in a wheelchair for a couple days, but uh, it was time to get back on my feet and, uh, I, I made it happen. You know, it, it wasn't one of the funnest things to do but i made it happen uh anyway i went on to uh graduate the police academy uh it was one of the funnest times of my life and um i learned a lot in that police academy i learned grit i learned uh discipline and i learned um consistency you know we have to we have to focus on uh, being the best we can be and uh, be determined. We have to be focused. And so I learned a lot in that uh, police academy. So anyway, I went on a few years. Uh, they uh, Right after the academy, I uh, was hired at a local uh, sheriff's office where I started as a jailer, or some of you may call them a detention officer. Uh, I did that until I turned 21, which was about six months later. I was promoted to uh, a road patrol deputy. And that's kind of where my uh, my my career started uh, i met this uh he was a chief deputy at the sheriff's office and that this man impacted my life so much uh he molded me uh he he grew me as not just a police officer but as a human being as a man and um he was just so kind he really cared about his people and so over that time, uh, I learned a lot from him. I learned how to do investigations, and I found that uh, this was the this was the career I was going to do for the, my my entire life. And so, uh, a couple years later, he he went on to retire. But before he retired, he said he he pulled me aside and he said, "Hey, you're going to do big things." You need to find somewhere where you can grow and where you can advance in, uh, the ranks of leadership and, and do, uh, bigger investigations and impact people's lives. Well, that meant a lot coming from this gentleman because, uh, again, he was, he was my mentor. He was a, he was a legend, uh, in my mind. And so, um, and th- that's what I did. He retired and I went to, uh, another local police department, which, uh, was in my hometown. And I started there as a patrol officer for four years and worked a lot of, a lot of investigations, Worked closely with the community. And, uh, I enjoyed the team that I worked with. So after a few years, the, uh, police chief recognized that. And, um, one day I had, I had arrested somebody and, uh, the lieutenant came back and he he said, Hey, uh, the chief needs to talk to you. Uh, so let's, let's go. And I walked back there scared to death thinking, what, what have I done? Did I mess something up? It it seemed like the longest walk I had had, and it was just down a 50 foot hallway. So I get back there to the, to the chief and he's turned around looking out the window. Um, and he's holding this badge and he, he turned around to me and he said, Hey, I found this and it's yours. No, no, sir. That's, I I have my badge on me. He said, no, no, this is, this is one that uh, you've, you've earned. And so he handed it to me and I grabbed it and it said detective. And, and we didn't have a detective position in the department at that time. And he looked at me and he said, wear this with pride, honor, dignity, and respect. And that meant so much to me because that that he was speaking my values. He was speaking my uh, morals. And so I took that badge from him and I, I told him I would wear that with pride, honor, dig- dignity, and respect. And that's what I did for several years. Um, I was detective of this local organization and... I enjoyed every minute of it. Now, so I'm going to I'm going to tell you another story within that story. Um he told me that day he said I I can't guarantee you pay. He said I cannot guarantee you any rank right now. I can just give you a badge with a title on it that you earned. And and being a young police officer, I I really didn't care. I wanted to do the work that uh where I was using my God-given talent and uh in the hometown that I grew up in. And so it it was it was my dream. So uh time went on. I worked with the team that I had. I did my ba- my major investigations. I did a lot of community policing and uh I had really found um my why. And and I believe in leadership as a leader or as a person, if you know your why, you're able to do anything. You will not work a day in your life if you know why you're doing what you're doing. Your why will drive you. And so um I'm going to move move on a couple years where uh that that chief later went on to retire and um he had told me, he said, "Hey, there's going to be a lot of people putting in for this job, but uh, I think you should throw your name in the hat." And, and honestly, uh, I didn't think I had a shot at all. Uh, there were several people uh, that that had applied for that job—some local, some um, out of the jurisdiction, uh, even out of the state—and so I didn't think that uh, this guy had a chance. But. I tried my hardest. I prepared uh, like I was going to battle uh, for this interview, for the for the preparation. And lo and behold, uh, they called me and they they uh, appointed me uh, the police chief of this organization. And I was on cloud nine. It was now I was really living the great life. I was a, I wanted that job to serve the people that uh, worked at that police department. I wanted to serve the community that that police department was there to serve, and so um, I was really living my best life at that time. Uh, so remember, I'm I'm married um, at this point. I have uh, two children, so I'm going to fast forward uh, two to three years and and kind of get to some nitty gritty of of why my uh, major positive change happened and why it had to happen. So. Uh, so remember, I'm, I'm married with uh, two two beautiful boys, and um, one day I uh, go to a doctor's visit, which I don't normally do, um, and he told me, he said, "Hey, we ran your your blood work, and uh, you're diabetic." He said, "You are, uh, you have high cholesterol, you have high blood pressure, and." Um, You're in very bad health. And that hit me like a ton of bricks, which I knew I wasn't the healthiest because I'd honestly let myself go. I had, um, for the, for the size of my frame of my body, I was probably, uh, anywhere from a hundred to 150 pounds overweight at the time. And, and believe it or not, your, your health and wellness impacts your leadership. It impacts every aspect of your life. Um, at the time I was going 110 miles an hour, um, just constantly going and, and, you know, I'd eat here and I'd eat there. And when I would eat, I would eat uh, garbage. And, and so I had, I had placed those medical issues on myself. I had placed that, um, large amount of body fat on myself. And so, Um, the doctor said, Hey, I can get you on all these medications. I can, I can help you, uh, try to manage these issues, but, but you're really going to have to own this, uh, own some of these issues and take it upon yourself and, and fix it. And he said, then he said, you're not going to fix everything in a day. You're not going to fix everything in a week. It may be a year, it may be two, but you can beat this. He goes, I know you. And, and, and we had known each other. He was a family doctor that I had known and he knew my grandpa and he said, I know you, you can, you can beat this, but you have to make the decision and you have to do it. And so that really hit home for me. And so, uh, a few things that I, uh, started to do as I looked up and started studying and talking to some of my friends that were health and wellness coaches. And I, uh, I studied just how how to, how to, be healthier, how to lose weight. Um, and, and really I was focused on losing weight because I wanted to get rid of those, those nasty medical issues. But the very first thing I had to do is I had to own my failures. I had to own that I hadn't taken care of myself. I had to own that I had messed up, but I knew with my mindset, I could fix it. I had to have the right mindset. I had to have a winner's mindset. And so, uh, over time, you know, I looked up. I said, okay, on my calories. And so, what that looked like is, I knew I had to consume less lesser calories than uh, what I actually my body burned. And so, I looked up my uh, basal metabolic rate, and or, or kind of you know through a calculator guesstimated, and I said, I'm going to consume as little calories as I can, so I can lose this weight. And uh, I did, you know, I' set my first goal at 20 pounds, and then uh, by, the, by the time I knew it, three months later, so I was uh, 30 pounds down, and it felt amazing. Uh, some of my clothes were starting to fit. and um, then before I knew it, I was uh, 50 pounds down. and really, it was it felt great. My confidence level was going up, but I had noticed that my strength had went down. I had started working out because I knew I needed to work out uh, to help in this uh, change, and and really working out it uh, started out as a physical deal, you know. I wanted to lose that body fat. I kind of wanted to um, tone up and and just feel better, look better. But honestly, now uh, working out to me is a is a mental uh, stress reliever. You know, I, if I don't work out, I don't have um, the energy to do things. And it helps with my cortisol level. And, and so anyway, kind of back to uh, where I was at, you know, I was, I was consuming uh, maybe 900 to 1000 calories a day. And I was losing uh, weight. Looking at the scale, I was losing weight. But um, what I didn't notice was I was losing a lot of muscle too. And so I had to had to really do kind of go back to the drawing board. And do some studying and really focus on my protein. That's what. That's all I focus on now is my protein. Uh, Look at my carbs a little, but um, really the protein and the calories. So I know that uh, for my body weight and body type, um, I should be burning 2,000 calories a day. So I kind of want to come in at uh, 1,500 to 1,800 calories, but I want to try to hit no less than 0.6 grams of protein per body weight. Um, I'm, I, I want to hit my goal body weight, but no less than that 0.6 grams. And that, that's just kind of a preventative to, to not lose muscle. And so I started that and I, I looked up body recomposition and, and it's just another goal. You know, it's a physical goal to try to strive for, but what that's done for me in life has just helped me so much. It's, it's making me a driven person. It's make, made me focused. Um, it's made me determined. And so, um, it made me disciplined. That's what it did. It made me disciplined. Uh, so at this point now I've, I've, I've become, uh, I've owned my journey. I've become disciplined and I was, I was kind of starting to be consistent. And so what was neat is my wife was recognizing my, my, uh, my body shape. She was recognizing most importantly, honestly, my attitude. She said, you're, you seem much nicer and happier and energetic. And when, when your spouse says something that, that means the world. And so, um, and then, and then people at work started, you know, commenting and, and, and I just really started to feel on top of my game. I was focused and, um, it, it was amazing. So, uh, kind of moving through, uh, the process, that's kind of the, the health and wellness part. I won't get too uh, caught up in the weeds in that, but, but if you do need help with your health and wellness, that's a good place to start. That can, your health and wellness affects everything that you do. It affects how you treat your children. It affects how you treat your coworkers, your employees, um, your spouses. So, so I, I highly suggest that's a good place to start. And you can start with owning your journey where where you failed, um, but the good thing is is you can you can pick up from there, and so um, it it was it was a great time. And then I started at work. I'm going to tell you another story, and, and there is a there's a important uh, conclusion to this story that I will I will uh, later uh, speak on. So at at work. Um, it was time to change the uniform. You know, there's several reasons we were looking at changing the uniform. So I went to the, the team and I said, Hey, what do you guys want? And they wanted outer vest carriers. And so we built an outer vest carrier that they agreed on. I agreed on. We met in the middle. Everybody was happy. Well, this guy I had grown up through the department with, um, he was a patrol officer and he, he said, um I don't want to carry my flashlight on the vest and and I had specifically uh wanted that flashlight I am I'm, I'm very uniform uh I I like uniformity and I wanted everybody's equipment in the exact same place on every patrol officer and every sergeant and uh he said I want to, this is this this flashlight I've carried for several years and um I want to carry it in my pocket because I've done that my entire career. And I told him this, I said three words that we should never say as long as we're leaders. And remember we're leaders in everything we do. I told him, I don't care. I don't care. Think about that. Um. W- at the time I didn't mean that I didn't care. I just wanted everybody to be uniform, but what it told him was that I didn't care for him as a person. I didn't care for him as a patrol officer and it really crushed our relationship. It, it really set us back uh, in our relationship and, and I tried to fix it. You know, I, I, I tried to move forward. I eventually let them carry stuff where they wanted, where they were trained to carry it. Um, I didn't want them to be robots, but I, I, I do, uh, like uniformity. And so, uh, what I'll tell I tell you that story to tell you this. I, I learned a lot from, uh, from that in leadership because I told him, I don't care. And it just ruined our relationship. It, I was ashamed as a leader. I was embarrassed as a leader because I just told the person that I'm trying to, uh, take care of, that I'm trying to mentor, that I'm trying to lead, I told that person I did not care. And it's not what I meant, but uh, that's what he heard. And so I, I want to tell you this, whether it's your children, whether it's your spouses, whether it's the people that you're trying to lead, um, those three words can kill a relationship. And, I, and I'm not telling you that to 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 make you feel ashamed or anything. Hey, I want you to avoid the pitfalls that I went through, the mistakes that I went through. And so, um, I owned that and I try to fix it. Um, I, 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 that's one thing I do not say anymore. I don't tell anybody around me. I don't care because it can speak volumes to them about my leadership. And so I stayed consistent with that. I was disciplined in not uh, saying that kind of stuff and, um you know I I really uh, try every single day to be the best leader I can be. And so that set a huge accountability factor for me. Uh self accountability is is huge in leadership. You have to hold yourself accountable and have high standards for yourself. Because you're, as a leader, you're setting expectations and standards for uh, the people you're trying to lead. And, and that's just in life in general. Whether you uh, have a rank, title, or not, you are setting standards for the people around you. And your standards and expectations and accountability have to be way above theirs. You can't as a leader, ask your team or your wife or your kids to do something that you wouldn't do. That's just not leadership. And so, um, you know, I focused on, uh, the change and I, and I tell you that because I just want you to learn from my mistakes and, and do it through owning your mistakes, being disciplined and, uh, being consistent in your change, being consistent in your leadership. Uh, so, you know, that, that was a fun little story, but uh, I learned so much by it because it, I had to fix it. I had to be consistent. I had to change. I had to be focused. I care about the people that I lead. And so remember this, you know, leadership is side by side and it goes first and it's in every aspect of life. It's everywhere. Leadership doesn't always come with a title or rank it, or a position. And it, and it doesn't have to. Leadership, you know, people will follow you if you're a leader. If you're doing the right things, people will do that. And, and they will look to you for, for answers. And uh, you just have to care for the people around you. You have to be an example to the people around you. As leaders, we set the tone, whether we're leaders for our children, our spouses, our employees, our coworkers, uh, whatever it is, you set the tone in that leadership role. And so you have to be on a mission. You have to know your why. You have to be determined uh, to make that change happen. And so, um, just one last thing, and and we'll be wrapping up here before too long. But a couple things that I wanna I wanna instill in you and and give you some ideas to do is, um, I start my day doing two things that I don't necessarily like doing. Uh, one, I extremely hate doing because it's uncomfortable as all get out, but, um, that is taking an ice bath. And I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast a while back and, uh, he and David Goggins were talking about it and how miserable it was, but how, how rewarding it was. And there was a lot of health benefits to it. And, uh, we'll get into that later on in another podcast about, uh, the health benefits of it. But, but what I want to tell you right now is, um, That ice bath is miserable, and it's doing something that I don't want to do first thing in the morning. And what that represents to me is life is doing things you don't necessarily want to do. In life, we have to do things that we don't want to do all the time. We have trials, we have tribulations, and we will make it through them because we're determined, we're focused, and we're disciplined. We will make make it through the trials that we have daily and in life. And that's what that that ice bath represents. And so kind of my mornings start with, well, after I make my my family's breakfast and get them off to school, I take that ice bath. I sit in there for three minutes, three to five minutes, and uh, endure that misery. And then the very next thing I do is I go to the gym. I get that workout in and what that does for me it sets the tone for the day it provides me with a winning mindset and I have done two things starting the day that I don't want to do and so it sets that that winning mindset that hey you can you can make it through the day no matter what this day throws at you you can make it and so just try that you know it don't have to be working out or anything but try that ice bath it's miserable and it's uncomfortable but it sets, it helps you, prov- it provides you with that mindset throughout the day, that winning mindset that we need. And it lets us know uh, when we're going through a trial or a rough patch in our day, um, we can beat it. Because we own our journeys. We are consistent. And we're disciplined. Lead like a lion. Win every single day. Your failure is not final. When you think that you have uh, failed and it's final, step back up, put one foot in front of the other, move forward, and prove them wrong. You're a winner, and you can do it. And so here's what I'm going to ask you. What are you going to do today to make a positive difference in your life for tomorrow? What are you going to do today to, to make a positive difference in your life for tomorrow. You are a leader. You're going to lead yourself. You have to make the decision to lead yourself. So you, can, so you can be the best leader for the people around you. Whether that's your spouse. Or your children. Your employees. Or just your friends. Lead yourself first. And be the best leader you can be. Hey, this is... Life in Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited you j- joined me today. Um, join me again next week. Go like my Facebook page, Life in Leadership Podcast. Join me on Podbean, uh, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. Uh, hopefully soon we'll be on um, Apple Podcast and a couple others. But uh, invite your friends, Go like and follow those pages so I can uh, see if I need to be on other pages, if people are enjoying this podcast. But hey, we're n- we're here. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to um, do anything like that. I really want to help you along your journey. I want to help you be the best leader you can be. And I'm I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have my flaws. I've had my failures, but I've had my successes too. And I love people and I love leadership and I will study it until the day that I'm no longer on this earth. Hey, life in leadership, be disciplined, own your mistakes, be consistent daily, and let's lead like a lion. I'll see you next week. Bye.